0: We are live. We are back. Back from, uh, it's been about a month since I've had this last podcast. I've been busy. I've been traveling. Got a lot of stuff going on. But I cannot think of a better way to come back than to have this awesome legend. And I got to introduce him (laughs) like Roflo does. Got to introduce him (laughs) like Roflo.
1: Roflo. Stevie Bukes. There we go. I love that. I love that. You know, that nickname, Stuck. I, i'm not mad about it either i actually i actually i like it i'm, I'm with I've, it. i bet you've been called worse right that's what i always oh say. yeah
0: oh yeah <laughs> people say oh is your name peter or pete and i'm like call me whatever i've been called worse i really don't yeah, care. no doubt so, so i just want to say how crazy this is and how small the world is and how great social media can be that i watch you on mlb network all the time i watch mlb network every day you're uh you know a frequent host or a frequent guest, um, you know, giving out your picks, analysis, and all that stuff. And now you are here on my podcast. So I just want to thank you for coming on and, uh, you know, giving me some time. This has just been really special. So thank you.
1: Yeah, no doubt, man. Absolute pleasure. I, I have no problem doing it. So thank you for asking me.
0: So Steve, let me, let me get to know you. So like a lot of my friends and like myself, did you used to play sports? You're a former athlete and you can no longer play anymore. So
1: you developed a gambling habit. (laughs) <laughs> Is that's that a, a great way to put it that's a great way to put it yeah no doubt like like my peak years were in high school and like college and then like i needed to like relive something and feel something again right, <laughs> right. so you get, so naturally you get into gambling and that's and that's what happens but um yeah i mean i played baseball um all throughout my younger years uh actually played dodgeball too as well and not just like like pick up dodgeball like nationally ranked teams and oh, like wow. go to vegas and play And win that and win money, like it was a like average Joe's gym. It it was exactly that. It was exactly that. And the movie really kind of kickstarted that. And it really came became like a big thing. So, like my team, based out of Boston, ended up being the number one ranked team in the country. So that was like, yeah, it's a cool story, right? To be able to do that. So that was a lot of fun. And then just as I got older, obviously, sports betting is very prominent now. Um, it was before, whether it be like, you know places you're not supposed to talk about but right now it's obviously a national thing and and you know here we are today
0: that's great i mean i would like to see some i mean i don't know if you have any like footage or anything from like your dodgeball days like you guys you guys had like uniforms and obviously right it was all competitive
1: yep yep The, the the footage needs to be dug up but there is footage out there in the universe somewhere okay So, so tell me where the, uh, where the love for, for sports gambling
0: came from, obviously, like, you know, like a lot of guys, like you said, you played sports before, and then you kind of get to an age or you're busy with work and stuff like that. And then it's like, I can't compete, but I still have all this knowledge. I still have this passion. I still watch it every day. So, so let me put some money on it and get something invested
1: into this game. Yeah, you know, honestly, like I was a big, um, I love going to the casino, right? Like you go there for the first time, like one of the, you know, first places I went to when I turned 21 is naturally you go to Las Vegas, right? And you go to Las Vegas and that is like the Mecca of sports betting. That's really when you think of like where sports betting, not originated from, but in, the, in America, where would you go for sports betting? You go to Las Vegas, right? So you go there, you place a couple bets and you're like, this is kind of cool. I I like like it adds such a different element when you're watching the game, whether that's good or bad, right? Like it comes to a point where, you know, I like sports already, like especially baseball. And I always wanted to dive deeper into baseball. So now I have like this knowledge about the game. I feel like a more advanced knowledge of the game. It's like, well, now I can put this to use. Right. right now I can actually try to take this and make some money off of it. It doesn't always happen because nobody's a perfect gambler. No one's ever going to be a perfect gambler. But when you do that, it really just adds like another element. And it just makes the game more exciting. It makes it like if you feel like you're a part of it, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. like that, that's a really cool aspect of it. So, um, you know, Las Vegas really kicked it off for me. And now that it's becoming legalized more and more, it's become more, um, more welcomed or, or more, um. What would be a, a good word for that, like more accepted. like accepted, accepted. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the perfect way to put it. Um, now it's just really kind of blown up, and now it's just it's it's everywhere, and it's you, it's almost like you can't avoid it, which mm-hmm. is a good and a bad thing, you know. But I think it's 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 really brings a different element of sports, and it brings a lot more eyeballs onto the game that you wouldn't normally have had before,
0: right? Um, and along with like what you're saying about, like, yeah, it's. Cool to make money off of something that you know, but I also like being right. Like when I know I'm right, I'm going to, I won't let it go because I know I'm right. You're wrong. Right. You said this, whatever. So when people say, you know, oh, that's dumb. Why Astros, you know, that's too many runs. Okay. And then it hits, and then it's like, yeah. listen, I told you I'm right, I'm smarter than you. And there's a little bit of that, well, there's a lot of bit of that for me. I like being right about stuff.
1: No, no doubt. And like, you know, for me too, like to be right on a national stage, right? Like, cause I'll go on MLB network. I'll give my plays. Um, You know, like uh, I went yesterday. We had a really good day yesterday. We went on Friday. We we swept the board on Friday. Like that's awesome. But at the same time, also being on that national stage, I can be wrong on a national stage. So like, there's a very fine line to walk with that. Cause like when we started the season this year, I was on a very cold streak. I think we were like 0 for 7 for the first like two shows that we went on that's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. That's not, thankfully I've already been on the show a couple of years. So they're not like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like he's coming on here and he's giving all these losers, but that's just what happens with sports betting. Like you're going to go through those peaks and valleys. Like that's going to absolutely happen. Um, but you know, now we're on a, a really nice run and that's awesome. And now we're making some money and, that, and that's helpful. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's funny because you know, you can be right and wrong, but it's so like, it's so funny for me. Cause it's like, I can be right or wrong, but I have a ton of eyes on it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that's the good and bad part about doing it on a national stage.
0: So do you have like a strategy knowing that you have like this big audience and everybody's watching you? It looks like you limit it to about three picks on MLB network. Now, is that through the network or is that for you? Like you keep that, you know, around
1: like three picks. I think three picks, like on a nightly basis is just a really good number, right? Like you can do as many or as little picks as you want. But like, for me, it's like, you know, if there's a game, if there's like an 11 game slate, like tonight's 11 games after seven o'clock, I can definitely find three plays that I'm like, okay, I feel strong about this. But once you start giving plays just to give plays, that's when you lose like the credibility. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like on my Twitter page, right? Like I'll give plays on days that I'm not on MLB network. And there's some days where I just don't. And people are like, oh, give us a play, give us a play. I'm not going to give you a play just to give you a play. Right. Right. Like, like especially like I want to have that type of reputation. I'm not just gonna throw out something so people oh have fun take this. Like if I'm putting out something or I'm giving a play on mob Network, I truly feel through my you know analysis of what I've done that this is going to hit. It mm-hmm. doesn't always happen, but I think like three on a nightly basis is strong because again, if there's if every team is playing, you should be able to find three plays that you like. You know whether right. it's you know an over-under or or a game total or a prop or or anything like that. But I think three is just like a really good number on a nightly basis.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing too, is not about just giving out tons and tons. I mean, if you want to be a volume better, that's totally fine. But like I I do a betting show, I do it three times a week. And yesterday I wasn't prepared and like, I didn't do the show because I don't want to half-ass it and say, well, uh, this looks good. You know, like I want to be, you know, have a strong conviction about how I feel about it and then yeah. put it out there. And if, it, you know, I'm going to at least give you reasons why I like it. Like you said, it's not always going to hit, but I
1: will always give you four to five reasons why it should, or why I like it. And, and one thing that's difficult for somebody in my position too, is like, you, you can see from my background, I work for DraftKings, right? There is a section of social media that feels like automatically because I work for DraftKings and I work for the DraftKings Sportsbook, I am here to give you losers, right? Yes, that you work me... for the books,
0: right? right. I work yeah. for the
1: books. You know, yeah. it's a conspiracy. I'm here to make you lose money so yes. the Sportsbook can make money. Because they work that... with the players and they all work together. Right. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That is the dumbest <laughs> fucking thing that anybody can say. Yeah. There is no purpose. Let me ask you this, right? If you go to the casino for the first time, Right. You go with $1,000. You Mm. lose $1,000 like this. Are you going to want to go back tomorrow? No. No. So why would I be looking to give you losers so that you have a bad taste in your mouth from doing that? You're like, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. So now now you're a one-time customer. Thanks for coming. Mm -hmm. What good does that do? Right? Also, couldn't they hire anybody to just give losers? It's harder you to find someone who's going to give the winners. Right. And, and and that's and that's what, like, me and some of my other, you know, um, co-workers do. Like, Julian Edlow, he he's an excellent uh, uh, analysis, too. He's a great handicapper. Like, we go out there and give you analysis. Like, and, and if you actually sit there and read the analysis... It goes, okay, maybe this does make sense. No, it's not, again, it's not always going to hit. It, we're never going to have a perfect record. Right. But like, we're sitting there, we're trying to give insightful thoughts on why we think this is a play to make tonight. And then it's your choice to either make it or not. You know, you don't, no one's holding a gun to your head to say, you know, you must take this bet or, you know, what DraftKings was going to ban you if you don't take the bet that we give you. Right. Like You you make the decision after that. We're just trying to do some of the legwork for you. So I think that perception that, oh, we work for the book, we're in, we're in it to take your money, that, that needs to go away. Yeah, well, I think most people are lazy and they want to be told what to do. So if you 100%. are lazy
0: enough just to take someone's bet on their word, then that's your fault. You're a dummy. You're an idiot. You didn't do your own research. You didn't back it up. You just took yeah. someone's word. And it was a free pick, too. There's people
1: that sell picks and they, they'll oh, charge yeah. you whatever. So you took a free pick and you lost. Get over yep. it. Go do your yep. own work then. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there are people out there that charge hundreds and hundreds of dollars for daily picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, like If that's the route you want to go, hey, all the power to you. This right. is a free country you do whatever yes. you want you can take my pick you can just fade my picks you could do right. that also maybe you'll be more profitable but it's like you know the, the consensus that people who work for the books are in it to you know make you lose that's just so nonsense like there, there would be so much that would have to go through for you know me to give a pick and then the sportsbook does their thing to make sure that that loses it's totally right
0: yeah they tell trout we need three k's tonight okay right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah right right yeah. <laughs> So, um, Steve, tell us a little bit, like, how did you navigate through this and, like, get to where you are today? Obviously, like we said, frequent on MLB Network. You work for DraftKings. Like, like, what is that road? What did that
1: look like? How did you get to where you are? Uh, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be involved in sports somehow. So um, I originally went to a uh, trade school that was just focused on broadcasting. I didn't want to go to college and take science classes and math classes and all that crap. I wanted to do exactly what I wanted to go for, which was broadcasting. Um, once I completed that, I worked at a couple local, local radio stations, which is hellacious, but it was also good to get that exposure first, because I could make my on air mistakes at these little tiny places. And -hmm. people always kind of want to be, you know, Oh, I want to work for DraftKings. Well, what experience do you have? I don't have any experience. Like you need to take your lumps early because that is going to prepare you for something like this. Like, imagine if I had never had any experience. I land a job with DraftKings, and they say, hey, we want to put you on MLB Network tomorrow. I'd be, like, crapping my pants. Right. My first appearance is going to be on a national TV show. Like, that's that's a lot to take in. Um, but I did a lot of local radio shows, and then uh, DraftKings was looking for a daily fantasy writer. And I love playing daily fantasy sports on it, so I applied, um, got the job, and I've been with the company for almost eight years now, um, moving from daily fantasy. And if you do do daily fantasy you're kind of doing swing research as well right. especially when it comes to props so if you're if you're into daily fantasy the transition to sports betting is a lot easier than you think if you're if you haven't done it before because you're already in that realm if you're doing that research hmm. if you know uh for example tonight like um bruce Zimmerman is taking the mound for the orioles right yeah he's been was phenomenal talk,
0: talk about that yeah
1: yeah so bruce zimmerman has been fantastic he's got a fairly tough matchup against the twins but the twins strike out a ton so if you're doing that research, it's like, okay, now you can kind of get into Zimmerman's strikeout props or whatever. So, But also um, the, the advanced stats kind of show there may be some aggression, correct? Sure, sure. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, but it's like when you're in that realm, it was easy for me to transition to sports betting because sports betting is king now. You mm. know, daily fantasy will always be there. So it was an easy transition for me. But, um, you know, take your lumps early in the, in the uh, early jobs that I had, move to DraftKings, and then we've just kind of been here since. So you obviously know all this work that you put in and what it takes to get where you are. What do you make of all
0: these handicappers that are on Twitter yep. and stuff like that? Because it's a very saturated market. Um, yep. I mean, everyone's not at the professional level, level like you are, but anybody with a platform now, like even me, like I have a, a camera, uh, a Twitch or whatever, and then now I yep. got a, a betting show. So like, what do you make of like this very like uh, diluted market of like sports
1: handicapping? It's got good and bad, right? There's pros and cons to that. I think it's important that people do have this type of platform that, you know, if they do bring some uh, good information or they bring good content, like that should be welcomed and that should be uh, accepted. It also has cons because there are people who, you know, maybe are disingenuous about it too, as well. So there's really pros and cons to it. But like for someone like me, like if I see somebody that let's just say they had book it with Trent. Okay. Great example. Right. He was like king on TikTok. Right with his content and like now he's kind of got this big uh following. And I think that's awesome, right? Like maybe people say that he's you know, doesn't give great picks or whatever, but like that's almost like his shtick, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like at the end of the day, maybe he doesn't give all these great picks, but like that's the life of a sports gambler. You're never mm-hmm. gonna be right a hundred percent of the time. But I like seeing stuff like that because he's entertaining, right? And he does give some information. Whether you want to follow or not, that's up to you, but I think it's cool that they have that type of platform. Whereas like when I first started, you know, I'm not trying to sound old. I'm only 35, but like when I started, like there wasn't that platform. Right. So like the, the road for me was a lot tougher to get there. And I'm not saying that like this type of stuff gives people an easy road, but there's so much content to consume that it's open that people can do this type of content. And I think that's cool because they can do it in a, in a unique way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we need. Cause if you watch TV, right? If you watch ESPN, if you watch any of these sports shows, they're all the same, right? Like you basically take the same concept. It's three or four guys sitting at a desk talking about whatever. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you have all this social media stuff, people are doing stuff in such creative and fun ways. that it's like, that's the, that's the content I want to consume.
0: And it's uncut, uncensored, not so, uh, you know, tight nipped like, you know, PC, it's a little bit more
1: kind of whatever you want it to be. Yep. No doubt. And so I, I think that it has its pros and cons, but I think the pros outweigh the cons. Okay. So like, what advice would you have for people? Cause
0: obviously I want to, I'm trying to build my own door. Nobody was opening doors for me in sports sure. in embedding. So I want to build my own door. That's what I'm trying to do here. Yep. And like, you know, reach out and do that. So what kind of uh, advice would you say? Like, here's how to get more exposure or, or things that you have seen. Obviously we touched on, you know, the social media and TikTok aspect, but what else?
1: don't be afraid to reach out to people that you think might not respond. Right. I think that's so important. Like, um, Julian Edlow and myself do a a podcast for DraftKings and, you know, we started out, we are obviously DraftKings is a big platform, so that helps. Right. But like some of the people that we've had on our show, I'm like, I wouldn't have like, we had Matthew Barry on our show before from ESPN. Yeah. That's a huge name. And we had him on to talk NFL playoffs. So it's like, I think people are like afraid or like, don't think that they can get some of this information from people who are in the industry. Like, mm-hmm. as I've been working at DraftKings, the amount of people that I talk to now on a regular basis, like still baffles my mind, Yeah, you know, like, it's funny. Um, I recently got connected with Will Middlebrooks, who, who worked for the, who played for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. When I was, you know, younger, I was at Fenway Park watching what Will is- Middlebrooks play. Yeah. And now him and I like are, are, are talking and everything on the phone and everything. And it's like, well, this is a crazy world yeah. that I live in now. Right. It's kind of wild. And he reached out to me oh, saying okay. that he like yeah, that he liked like my MLB network stuff and everything. And that was like, so cool. I'm yeah. like, that's like really humbling for me to, to get that kind of information, but don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to try to connect with other people because I guarantee you, it is a guarantee. Every single person, was in the same position that you are or anybody else who's starting out and wants to make their name and something happened. They paved their way or, you know, they were able to land a job, but don't stop grinding. And I know it's kind of like a cliche uh, advice, but like, it's seriously true because if you keep putting in the work, there's so many avenues that you can kind of get well-known, whether it's TikTok, whether it's, you know, streaming on here on StreamYard or wherever it is, like there's a lot of avenues for you to do that. And if you do have the right information, if you put in the work, somebody is going to notice at some point, it feels like the market is saturated, but let me tell you, for every time we say the market is saturated, somebody else comes up and somebody else is, is is a well known uh, personality or whatever you want to say. So um, just that type of stuff the people are a lot more willing to, to reach out or reach back to you than you'd think. Consistency is key and don't be afraid to reach out to TV that's right The DMs are open. every dm you send him <laughs> well uh, but believe me there are some dms that don't get replied to and that and you know some of them don't don't aren't fans of me because i'm a sure, better, us but i'm sure you the, get DMs, a lot of the, it, the so. dms are a test pool but but you reached out to me right like you reached out to me i got back to you you know and, that, and that's that i'm not saying that you know i'm i'm great for doing that but like it was easy and i was yeah, like yeah, yeah but i I'll greatly appreciate that though you know like right. that's Made my day. My little brother's
0: watching. Like, this is, like, exciting. So, yeah, that is that is That's very awesome. cool. It's, like, your way to almost give back. Like, hey, I was where you were. Like, I want to give you the opportunity
1: to kind of do this, right? Right. Absolutely. Because, like, if you told me 10 years ago this would be my job, I'd be like, you're out of your mind. Right. Right. Because like before, like I was working at you know an I Apple was just a retail store champion. I would, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? But like I've worked at like an Apple retail store. I worked as an inventory associate at a furniture place. Like I, you know, had that journey. Right. So it's not impossible because you know eight years ago I was literally counting chairs and sofas. That was my job. Mm-hmm. Now I'm you know doing things on a national broadcast. Like it, the, the path is there. You just have to choose the right path. Yeah. So Steve, without divulging
0: your, your, obviously your, your hidden secrets, but what is your, what's your process when you're either, you know, handicapping games or, you know, you're looking at props. Like when I wake up in the morning, I get on my computer, I'll get on covers, I'll get on, you know, baseball savant, all that stuff and kind of try to develop a story and kind of look what's going to happen. I'll go to DraftKings and see what props there are, where the strikeouts are at and just try and like, uh you know, condense this information into something I say, that's a good, you know, that's a good pick for today. What's your process look like?
1: You know, it's funny. I don't look at other people's picks. I very, very rarely look at other people's picks because I like to have form my own opinion first and then kind of see where the rest of the field is after. So looking at like what other people are doing first is one of the last things I do. One of the best websites, especially if you're handicapping baseball, that you can use is Fangraphs. Are you familiar with Fangraphs at all? Yeah,
0: it's in my uh, bookmarks.
1: Okay, so Fangraphs is a very, very complex baseball statistical website. And if you go to it at first, it looks like an absolute nightmare because Mm -hmm. there's so much information on there and there's so many numbers on there. But that to me is like one of the best spots for advanced stats. And like, you know, you talk about Bruce Zimmerman, you brought you know, this potential regression. Like that is something you can find at Fan graphs that like, you know, they do the uh, uh, normal stats and then they do things like WOBA and FIP and all that. And that's, you know, explaining all that is is for a different day. But it's like I like to go on there. I like to organize all the starting pitchers that are going for the day and then kind of look at where some of those starting pitchers weaknesses is. Right. So like maybe. So someone like Drew Smiley is pitching tonight. You, you have a Cubs hat on. You must oh, have yeah. watched Drew Smiley. OK. Yeah. Um, I got uh,
0: I got Michael Barrett punching out AJ Pruszynski on my shirt. Oh,
1: perfect. <laughs> That's a <so> sweet shirt. <laughs> I'm ready for today. Yeah. But Drew Smiley, you know, he's known for giving souvenirs to fans. And what I mean by that is he gives up a ton of home runs. Mm-hmm. Right. So automatically, I'm like, okay, Bruce, uh, Drew Smiley, that's somebody I want to be targeting against today. Maybe I'd take some um, uh, hitter props there or or anything like that. But really, I think the starting point is to get to know that day's starting pitchers because then everything kind of webs out after that, right? If we have Carlos Rodon's facing Julio Urias tonight, two really good starting pitchers first half uh first five innings the over under is three and a half that feels like a little bit too high these Mm -hmm. are two guys who were Cy Young candidates you know maybe a year or two ago so now these two guys are going up uh, against each other so now I'm probably going to be looking at the under on that but like really getting to know the starting pitchers is key because you know like I mentioned that's where everything goes after that you're not going to take you know Uh, all these hitting props for pitchers that are going, excuse me, hitters that are going against Max Scherzer, right? Because I know how good Max Scherzer is. But someone like Drew Smiley, okay, I know he gives up a ton of fly balls. I know he gives up a ton of home runs. Now I might start looking at props for that, like team totals or things like that. So there's a million ways that you can tackle slates or or days of baseball, but you really need to get to know these, these starting pitchers because everything really comes from that.
0: Okay, so yeah, getting to know the slate, starting pitchers, and then you can kind of analyze picks from
1: from that. Yep, absolutely. And Fangraphs is an excellent, excellent website where you can do that because you can literally create a list of all the starting pitchers that are going tonight and see all of their stats side by side so you can really see where you can start to divulge and start to dive into some of those hitting props or, or even the game props.
0: Okay, so check that out, guys. Fangraphs. Yeah, I got a couple. Um, Baseball Savant is another good one. Um, yep. Yeah, there's just there's just a couple that I, that I'll kind of look at, um, just to get those advanced statistics that I think are really important. So, Steve, I wanted to ask you just a couple uh, baseball questions. So, sure.
1: dead balls, yes or no? Is this a real thing or is this a, a narrative? I I think it's a real thing. Uh, unders have been absolutely crushing it this season, like to like a sixty percent clip. And that's absurd. I saw a tweet yesterday or, or the day before. Like the average run scored per game in the month of April was the lowest it's ever been. I don't think that's a coincidence, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of factors that people say that, you know, we're going into this. A shortened spring training. Yeah, that definitely helps. Uh, the weather's been colder. That definitely helps too. But when it's consistently unders, and the books have adjusted to this too. If you go on like the DraftKings book, you very rarely, see an over under total at this point of nine or more right last year nine was like the bar right it was like every game was nine nine and a half you'd mm-hmm. get some tens there you're not even seeing that anymore I mean so the when Mets, the, the Mets Phillies game the other day was six and a half and those are two two great hitting offenses yep yep and there's a couple games tonight where there was um I, I think actually it was Chicago and um, the the Cubs game. Earlier it was six and a half. I think it's moved up to seven now, but it was at six and a half. Mm-hmm. And that's what Drew Smiley. All right. Drew Smiley yeah. does is give up home runs. Yeah. But it's six and a half. That's just how it's been. So um, it, I think it's absolutely the dead balls, and I don't really take the the grip thing into consideration too much because mm-hmm. yes, that was a factor last year, but the ball was still flying last year. Mm-hmm. It has not been at all. So I do think that that's a big factor. I do think the balls are dead right now. I'm just saying why, though, because if they want more
0: offense, what would be the the advantage of having those dead balls? There is
1: no advantage. I mean, believe me, I I am a a massive baseball fan. I defend that sport to death. It makes no sense. I don't understand it. Um, Nobody understands it. And the the problem is, if this continues, at some point, they're likely going to change it again. So then you're going to go from six and a half totals being something you'll see Whereas like you'll never see anything under eight and a half. That's just what's going to happen because mm-hmm. they change it up and look at look at the difference from last year after, right. after they ban all the sticky stuff. See you later. Everything's yeah. going out. Yeah. I wish this sport that so desperately needs eyeballs on it would just come to a, a consistent method and sticks to it.
0: Yeah, it almost it seems like they do everything ass backwards from reprimanding players to, yeah, getting eyes on the game. Like everything is just so backwards. You're just
1: like, why are you doing this to me? The worst part of it is too. this year, especially when opening day happened, you had three of the top five prospects making a major league roster. There, we're living in a time where we have Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Wood Jr., Spencer Torkelson making the opening day roster—three dynamic and exciting players—and these guys are all basically struggling at the same time, along with the league. Why would anybody want to watch these guys play when nobody is hitting? Mm-hmm. When in reality, these guys should be the face of MLB for this season because they're the they were the three top, top prospects coming into the season, and they're not doing anything.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I think, um, I mean, it comes on the other side, it comes down to like a marketing issue as well. Like yep. I said, if Mike Trout were to walk into, you know, a hundred grocery stores, he'd probably get recognized in maybe like seven of them, you know, <laughs> by people like he just looks like a Jack dude or, you know, yep. any player, unless, you know, you have a, something that stands out, Tatis's dreads or, or Vla- like a uh, Vladdy jr. Something that stands out like yep. all these other guys are, they're, they're very hard to recognize.
1: You know, what's funny. I don't really watch basketball much. I could point out so many basketball players just from, from their marketing. Right. Whereas sometimes I'm watching baseball and I'm like, who is that? And I do this for a living. Right. So that's, that's, that's a big concern. That's a big concern. (laughs) Steve, you got any uh, hot takes for this MLB season? Uh, Man, I'll tell you, I I have said this last year. I was super high on the Mariners. Um, I love them to come out of the West this season. Uh, I know a lot of teams, a lot of people think that it's going to be the Astros. Uh, There's a lot of chatter that it can be the Angels. And quite frankly, they've played like the team that maybe could do that. The Mariners are just such a good team. Like they are just flushed with young talent. They made some big, big moves over the offseason, getting like Robbie Ray, making that trade with the Reds. Um, I really truly think that they could come out of the American league if they get their stuff together. Um, You know, they're second place right now in the AL West. They've been playing well, but there's a lot of good teams in the American league. But like if you put that team up against any of the other teams in the American league, I truly think the Mariners could, could take any of them down. Quite frankly, their bullpen is solid. The rotation is solid. The lineup, if that all, if they all start hitting because they haven't even really started hitting it with Winker, Suarez, Kelnick, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Adam Crawford. Frazier at the top, J.B. Crawford, that team is so underrated. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to be on the on the bus early because once that team starts getting recognition, I'll be like, too late. We've tried to tell you yeah. for yeah, a you're while.
0: Not, you're not allowed on. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're on the West Coast and play so late sometimes, and people on no the doubt. East Coast, I'm not staying up to watch it. So you don't get to see those exciting games or these young
1: players who, you know, are doing a lot. Yep, I I totally agree. And, and the worst part is some of the best, a lot of the best players in Major League Baseball are all in the West, whether it's the mm-hmm. American League or the National League. I look at the Dodgers, right? Like they have a a MLB super team, right? Like yeah. they are they're that's the equivalent for them. Um, recognize wise, you probably couldn't even tell half of them if you're a casual fan. And that's right. too bad because that team is stacked. You know, Tatis on the Padres, um, so many good players on the West. And I I, I agree with you that that that's a that's a problem for MLB. Yeah. So, um,
0: I'm almost done. I got, I, this is what I want to do if it's okay with you. So you are always on MLB network and then role flow brings you in and you give out your picks and you're very excited and you give a lot of stats. So I would, I just want to switch roles with you if that's okay. I want to do my, sure. my best Stevie Bukes impersonation. And then I want you to rate <laughs> me at the end. Okay. Sure. Yeah. We I can just do want that. you to rate me. So <laughs> This is where RoFlow says, you know, so Stevie, what do you like tonight? And then I'm yep. going to just take it from there and then you rate me at the end. Okay.
1: All right. So you want me to do my best role flow then? Sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do that. All right. We ready? Yeah. All right. Back here on MLB Central, Stevie Bukes, DraftKings Sportsbook Analyst here to give us his plays for today. What do you got for us today? Tonight, I really like. I'm looking at the
0: Padres versus Guardians game. Mike Clevenger making his revenge game, coming back and playing the Guardians. One of his best buddies, Zach Plesac. He's going against him. It's going to be his first starts at September twenty third, twenty twenty. Padres eight and one in their last nine games as a favorite. Eight and one in their last nine games versus a team with a losing record and five and five and one on the on their last uh, six road games. Clevenger made six. Uh, Three rehab starts. He had 15 Ks. Five and two thirds inning pitching to a 2.08 ERA. Padres fifth best scoring. They got Hosmer Machado hitting over 375. Both teams had an off day yesterday, so bullpens are going to be rested. Last five games, Padres have scored no less than five runs every single game. Zach Pliesak, his OW or uh, XWOBA. 397, expected slug, 607, 13.3k percentage. I don't know about that. Guardians, very surprising. Seventh best scoring in the league. Padres bullpen, 4.12 ERA. Guardians, 3.17. Padres have won two. By two or more in their last four out of five games for those reasons. I like Padres money line. I'll lay the 135. I also think there's value on the Padres minus one and a half at plus one twenty-five. Also, there could be a lot of scoring here. We don't know what we're gonna get from Mike Clevenger. Again, these bullpen's a little shaky. Give me over eight at minus one oh five. That was that was pick number one. Next one, I'm also looking at Twins Orioles. Orioles are tied with the Diamondbacks for the most strikeouts in the league. Joe Ryan has been lights out for the Twins. He's a potential all-star. Expected batting average, 200. He's striking batters out at a 30% rate. Twins are top five in batting average and OPS this week. Getting really hot. Bruce Zimmerman, his advanced stats are pointing towards a regression spot. 337 x W O B A. 279 expecting batting average and a 444 expected slug strikeout pri- props might be something to look at today, but for me, I'm going to stick with Joe Ryan to record a win at plus 135. And I'll also lay the juice on the twins money line minus
1: 165. Love it. Absolutely. Did, did I bring the energy that you bring? Let me tell you if I go on vacation during the baseball season, which is rare, but if I do, I'll be like, I know a guy. Yeah, yeah. step into this spot and do it. That's great, man. And your research is good. Is good. See, that's that's the good stuff, man. That's the good stuff. Now to complete the Steve Buchanan experience. Yeah. Now I got to be somebody on Twitter, which is after I do my appearance and I get somebody who's like, "You suck." So, so now, <laughs> yeah. now you've completed the Steve the Ucannon full experience. experience, right? You yeah. got it. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. You were never good at uh, dodgeball. <laughs> never. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was great, man, though. That, that's awesome. Good stuff.
0: Appreciate it. Well, again, Steve, thank you for uh, for coming on today and uh, hanging out with me and talking baseball, talking betting, your career, um, a little advice for people in this space as well. So um, again, sir, thank you so much for answering my DMs and coming on uh, the podcast today.
1: No doubt, man. It was an absolute pleasure, pleasure. I had a great time, man. Thank you so much for asking. All right. Me. I'm going to
0: end it and you just hang around for a second so we can get off sure. air, okay? All right, man. Thanks, guys. You take it easy.